Oh, good. You can. I just wasn't hearing you, Randy. Uh, congratulations. It's great to have you on the uh, the Matt Mosley show. I'm looking at you right now, by the way, Randy, in a, a sweater vest that you had. It's not quite the vest that Scotty was wearing, but sweater vest with Scotty circa, I don't know, he must have been seven or eight years old. Uh, what, an, what an exciting uh, time that was for all of you guys yesterday. Have you, uh, have you come back down to earth yet? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I really, you know, I don't know where I'm up. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you're just a little bit numb. And I'm, somebody called me this morning, we were talking about it. He says, well, you know, how, how are you doing with this? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at my arms. I've never seen so many bruises on my arms. Then it dawned on me, I've been pinching myself for about the last 12 hours. <laughs> I mean, oh. it is ugly on my arms. <laughs> well, I, you know, you are regarded as one of the great uh, junior coaches in the country, and and Randy, it's it's when they break through, and of course, every parent thinks their kid's probably going to be the next Tiger or next Justin Leonard. Uh, now it'll be the next Scotty Scheffler, and 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 sometimes you got to manage those expectations. Uh, I'm just, I'm sure you've had all sorts of memories sort of come flooding back to you. Uh, what do you, what, when, when that first time you met Scotty, when they, they had moved to Dallas, I think he was about seven years old. They came from New Jersey. Who, like, do you remember kind of how they got connected with you? Was it just, I guess they probably heard that, hey, this guy works with a lot of junior golfers. Well, you know, you, you haven't been asked this question very often, except maybe once a day. So I've got a pretty much a stock <laughs> answer. But, you know, they came to me through a junior player at uh, Highland Park High School, and her father uh, hired Diane Scheffler with his firm. And that's why they're moving. They're moving down here. She's going to take that. But, you know, he uh, he reached reached out to me, and he said, there's going to be a group. I'm going to send a family over to your facility They've got a little guy that just is eating up with golf, and they just, you know, kind of want to look you over. I said, what? And I said, no, they just want to see the club and see if it might be a place he could be happy. And I said, sure, do it. And I think I was working with Justin, of all people, at the time. And here comes this old seven-year-old up there on the range with uh, his parents. And he, I just kind of nodded, and they set him up, let him start hitting some balls. I finished with Justin. I went down, going to introduce myself and shake hands and tell them about the their next coming of Tiger Woods. And, you know, <laughs> kind of figured it was that type deal. And, uh, I, you know, 15 minutes, you know, and be a nice guy. We're going to try, you know. And so I, I watched him hit balls for two hours. And he was seven. And I don't do that very often. And I talked to him a little bit and everything. And he did things that, as a seven-year-old, that were just totally different from what I was used to looking at. It wasn't so much all the golf swing, but it was what he was doing with the golf ball. At a little bitty, I mean, he wouldn't come up to your kneecaps. That's how tiny he was. <laughs> and uh, I knew right then that, that this this kid is basically a savant. And uh, that was, good Lord, 18 years ago. Uh, that is hard to to imagine. So he's seven. You're seeing him do now. What was he? What exactly was he doing 
with the golf ball? Was he already kind of shaping shots, or was it what was the what was it? Because you have coached, I would guess, upwards of thousands of of, of youth golfers over the years. What was it about Scotty that kind of that stood out? And it did it did it remind you of Justin at all? Justin Leonard, who of course uh, went on to win his own major uh, at the uh, at, you know the British Open. What what was it about his uh, about what he was doing with the golf ball that stood out to you? Well, Matt, the, the thing that was that set him apart, every shot he hit started from the target back to him. I mean, everything was from the target back to him. Where most kids are swinging and hitting, hit it hard, look, I hit the driving range, this is cool, look at me go. He is tied to a central focus of a target. And I didn't even ask him what the targets were, but he – he would hit one for about three or four balls, and all of a sudden he's on the other side of the or he's hitting back the other direction. You know, boom, I got this tree over here. Okay, he, he's not even telling me, but you can see him move to the target. And, you know, if he hit that target, like there was a pole out there, I think that day, it was probably 90 yards away, and he kept hitting at it, and then finally hit it. As soon as he hit it, he picked a new target. So everything was involved, everything was involving a target. And at a young age, uh, you just don't see that. You, I mean, I, I've never really seen that. The only thing close to it, I would say, would be Justin back back in the day. So that's that's what got my attention with him. Randy Smith joining us, Royal Oaks, uh, longtime pro, now the pro emeritus out there, and and uh, just watched one of his uh, proteges. Uh, Scotty Scheffler win it, win it all at the Masters, just unbelievable. What did you make of his parents, his family, uh, when you started getting to know them? It was a real kind of an interesting story because the uh, the the dad stayed at home and and took care of his family. I know Scotty has three sisters. What uh, were they were they typical? I mean, some of these golf parents, as you know, can be pretty involved. Uh, what were what were they? What have they been like through all these years? Well, you know, it started out, and, and to be honest with you, his parents are they were phenomenal. Uh, Diane, you know, she, she did her thing, and Scott, he did his thing. His thing was keep everything fixed at the house. He could fix anything. Uh, he keeps the cars running. He gets the kids to three different. Yeah, you know, start times at school uh, at four times with them down the down the line there. You know, two or three pickup times, make sure they're picked up, make sure he gets to the golf course, and he kind of organized everything. And it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch how they how they went about it. You know, I'm not saying Scott didn't have a few moments there through his junior career, and Scott will be the first one to tell you where it was getting a little itchy. You know, and We've had a couple of talks, and the thing about it is he, he understood early on that this was going to have some ebbs and flows to it, but there was going to be a, a really a, a high point in his career, and it was, you know, it was going to be down the line. Let's build toward it, and Scott really was supportive of that uh, as the father. All right, and so he hits that growth spurt at some point. Randy, when does that happen, and how is an instructor – do you kind of deal with that and make sure all this foundation you've put out there? Uh, Cause he's a little five, two guy. And then suddenly, I mean, he's a, obviously the guy, the big lanky guy that we see now, when did that happen? And how as an instructor, do you kind of 
you kind of work through that and make sure everything kind of transfers over as that's happening? Well, you know, the thing about it that made it made it real easy as as a small child. Okay, yeah, there were some things he did a little bit differently, and but you couldn't you couldn't knock the success that he had. His the way he hit the ball, the shape of the ball, the height of the ball, he hit it high, he hit it low. And he did it a lot with his hands. He did it just really with his mind. He sees where he wants to hit it. Now, we did some things inside the swing when he was smaller and, you know, this, that, and the other. But, you know, that we never really messed with. The grip finally changed when he was a little bit smaller and things like that. But when he hit that growth spurt, uh, which was in high school, my gosh, his body started hurting. Uh, he, you know, you could tell it. He, he just was uncomfortable. And then he got his arms got so doggone long that we were having a hard time controlling them. But we didn't just say, okay, let's make you into a cookie cutter robot guy. Let's do a little bit of it, a little bit of it, you know, and he bought into it. He'd made some changes and uh, it got better and better. And, you know, he was really hitting that spurt pretty hard when he won the United States Junior Amateur. And, you know, end up playing basketball his senior senior year in school. He played basketball as a power forward. I mean, it happened that <laughs> quick. And uh, he was pretty good at it, too, I'm telling you. But uh, he's an athlete, and being an athlete, I think it, has, it helps so much to go through one of those things. The only good thing that came out of it, not good thing, the good thing that did come out of it is when he started really popping up, his distances popped up, and that ball started going like quickly, much further. And that was the thing he had to kind of rein in. So, well, that's great, but let's be able to do this. Let's figure out how far your irons really go, and you know, and worked on that. He's already working on. It. He knew how far he was going to hit it, but just making sure because every month or every two weeks, the ball was going four or five yards further. And so he had to be patient with that. There were some frustrating times, but uh, his short game and putting, they, it never really changed. It, it stayed right with him. That's the beauty of being a small child. You know, you've you got to compete with big kids that hit it further than you. you got to find a way to do it. So he worked on his short game, his bunker play, his putting. Uh, from 80 yards in, he was deadly. And then all of a sudden he got the distance. He brought that little old short game right up there with him when he got the got the extra distance. When he broke through at Super Bowl uh, weekend uh, out there in Arizona, did you did you sense that the dam was going to break? I'm not saying you knew he was going to run off four straight tournaments, including a major, but. Is there something about, and you may have seen this with Justin, when you win for that first time, it just, uh, it's fascinating to me how how that happens. And, it, and suddenly he's in this amazing place right now. Did, did you sense that, okay, he's won, he's fine now? Did that, does winning unlock some things? Uh, and, and did it happen with Scotty? Well, it did in a positive fashion. You know, sometimes guys will go out there and win. You never hear of them again. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really do. They win a tournament, and all of a sudden, well, in that case, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. Look what I'm going to do. Watch me go. And they could be off the tour in three or four years. And, you know, because now they have that success, well, they're going to want more success. And with that, I've got to start doing 
this, 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 and this. Scotty wins. He's not changing nothing. He is always prepared for one tournament at a time for what is in front of him, what round of golf is in front of him, and he's going to do the best he can to be the most prepared for that one event. And that having won that tournament, he can look back at how good his preparation was. Hmm, I'm going to use that plan again. I like the way I did this. Okay, I'm going to put that over here in my library of, of good thoughts and, and plans. And now I'm going to another one. All he's done is build up a toolbox of information that he can use on each tournament. He wins again. Okay, I've got two tournaments where I won. This is the way I felt coming down the stretch. Aha, uh -huh, this was a lot of heat at this moment. Okay, mm -hmm. just goes into his toolbox, pulls out that field, what he did. And it's an experience. You know, every experience that he has accumulated, it, it, you know, it's just helping him for the next event. And by looking at it one event at a time, you know, that's, I think that's going to serve him really well because he's good at it. As a, as a decorated pro that you are, Randy Smith joining us from Royal Oaks and the Matt Mosley show. When you see those shots of, of the footwork and then like even that exaggerated, I mean, people love it because it's different. It's not, like you said one time, it's not robotic looking. But I can't think that's anything you really were trying to teach him for years. Hey, do your, do your legs or do your feet like this. Where, where, does, where, where does some of that come from, Randy? Well, I, it goes back to it, and I'll wear it out. I, he'll probably get upset with me if he hears it anymore. <laughs> but uh, when you're working with an athlete, all right. He's, he's an athlete. He played baseball, lacrosse, phenomenal basketball player. He'll tear your heart out at ping pong. Um, very competitive, athletic. You know, he, he had to quit football. Coach wouldn't let him play uh, quarterback, even though nobody could tackle him or fight. You know, run, he'd outrun him. But he had to quit that. Uh, he just didn't like being a backup over there at tight end or something. But you know, it, it, it was one of those things where you have an athlete, and athletes do things a little bit differently. Uh, the footwork, you know, he says basically that the footwork is sometimes him saving a shot. I don't think so. I think that's a way he can promote more leverage on the golf ball. He uses that footwork in a, in a way that is so similar to Greg Norman, uh, who was the longest, straightest driver of the ball in his day. And uh, Scotty's footwork is similar to it, but in, in some ways a little a little more repetitive than even Greg Norman's. And it's a little different. And you see this kind of footwork in several really good players. His is a little more pronounced. Of course, he's six three and a half. He's got long arms. He's got a lot going on. So the footwork was never really coached that way. Uh, maybe refined a little bit over the years, even to this very day. Uh, but never, di never didn't take, you know, encourage him to be more natural. That's what the thing is. And if the foot, the feet move around a little bit, especially on driver and it's natural and there's a flow to the motion and he's not just jerking the club down, just keep doing it. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, well, I, I'm, it's very exciting to see, uh, was, was he always like this grounded? It's sort of remarkable to see a 25 year old guy that, 
you know, would admit before the round that he just wasn't he wasn't feeling great and was was a little upset and had some anxiety. I mean, it, it's kind of refreshing. Um, is that did he? I mean, from a young age, did he strike you as a guy that was just going to be incredibly grounded and not let success change him? Because obviously, it changes a lot of people. Well, you know, I think it goes back to his, his family. You know, those girls, all those sisters he's got, uh, they're not going to let him get away with it, even if he tried to. And it wouldn't be so much up to Scott and Diana's parents. The girls wouldn't let him get away with it. You know, we rode back on plane last night, and and two of the sisters were in the plane, and it, you can see who the boss was. He can sit there and he can talk his trash, but they can straighten him out in a heartbeat. So that, yeah, I think from that standpoint, there's other people around him that help him with that. But Scotty, honestly, is he doesn't have that issue. He he really doesn't. In fact, and I've told the story and I got in trouble for this, but I'll tell it again because I think it's wonderful. He's going to drive up here to the club for a cheeseburger or something probably tomorrow the next day. He's going to come, come in there, and when he drives up, he's going to be driving an eight-year-old Yukon uh, XL, eight years old. I mean, it's a nice one. <laughs> it's a good one. Got about 300,000 miles on it. It's on a second transmission, the whole deal. You going to get a new car? I don't think so. I mean, this, this one right here is doing real good right now. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty good sign of grounding. In fact, he won, what, $2.7 million yesterday. I bet he could go get a car even these times when you can't find a car. <clears throat> so yeah yeah well it's uh it's remarkable randy those of us from the dallas area have admired you for years very excited for scotty but also you and and uh you got a lot of great friends and, and supporters at royal oaks i remember all those years ago people gathering to root for justin as he won that major and i bet it was the same at royal oaks yesterday and uh and i know some of those guys mark murray's a buddy and and some of those Wilshire mm-hmm. Baptist guys, uh, George Mason, the crew. But uh, it's uh, you've had a, a storied career. But uh, wow, what a what a neat deal! Enjoy it, and I really appreciate you taking the time today. Well, I saw that message. I'm sorry I got it so late, but good lord, I hadn't hadn't talked to you in forever. I had no idea where you went. <laughs> you know, you didn't say bye. You don't write nothing. So. You know, there you have it. But it was it was kind of neat to see it, and that's why I went ahead and called you, Bud, because well, you did such a good job while you're up here, and uh, I know you're doing great down there, and I appreciate you involving me. Well, it was great. It was fun to hear from you, Randy. Appreciate it. I may slide by there for for try to hit you up for a lesson one of these days. Uh, congratulations to you. Well, I appreciate it. There he goes. Uh, Randy Smith, who's been at Royal Oaks for many, many years, is considered one of the great instructors in this country. And uh, what he's done for junior golf is unbelievable uh, and uh, has some uh, annual things that he's done over the years that uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, believer in. uh, And not just people who come out there to Royal Oaks. He cares about a lot of kids from all different backgrounds. So appreciate Randy being on with us. It is the Matt Mosley Show.